go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Uh, let's just jump right into it because this episode is about just fucking doing it, getting started, taking that first step. And as I sat down to record this, I am uh, I'm in a beautiful, very fancy resort. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'll book a room and record a bunch of episodes. It'll be fantastic. And it is loud as fuck. <laughs> and the uh, the staff is um, singing a medley of Guns N' Roses right now. And Sweet Child of Mine was the next hit. And they really went for it. So you might hear some background noise. That was the first excuse that popped into my head. My brain said, well, no, you're going to need to change rooms. This isn't going to work. It's going to be too loud. And I thought, you know, lots of thoughts actually started to happen because that's kind of how it works, right? You start to spiral out. You start to talk yourself out of the thing you've been saying you're going to do for ages. And depending on kind of where you're at in terms of your experience, in terms of your lessons learned, and just in terms of who you are that messaging can get really subtle. So, you know, I think there's a lot of discussion around your gremlins, around your inner critic, and we kind of expect it to show up like Nurse Ratchet, you know, this like terrifying character who tells you horrible things like you're too old to start or you're too fat to do that. Uh, and we get pretty good at kind of recognizing that type of messaging, but something like the cleaning staff singing a GNR medley is going to ruin your podcast. <laughs> Sounds really logical, right? It would be an excellent reason to have not just started. So in terms of what's holding you back, why haven't you done it yet? Especially for those projects that are sitting on the shelf, getting all dusty, that your heart is singing for and your brain and your ego continually say, you don't have the time, you don't have the resources, that's not important, that's not going to keep you from achieving your goals. You know, get really clear, um, whose voice is that? Because <laughs> like, it's not yours. For those of us who are on that fun spectrum of easily distracted to ADHD, we have been told we're sick, there's something wrong with us, that's not how your brain should work, here's a pill to address that. and Again, like I am a huge fan of anything one needs to do in terms of wrangling in their mental health. Um, I have been medicated multiple times, <laughs> worked on multiple different types, um, diagnosed and prescribed and also self-medicated. So I encourage anyone to do whatever it is they need to do in order to live the lives they want to live. That said, you are not broken. The way that your brain works is your superpower. And it's just understanding where are you getting in your own way? because it's, it's not happening outside of us. I can guarantee that. And if you're with a partner or in a family situation, or you've got caretakers or potentially it's social, or perhaps you're all by yourself and you're not getting the messaging you need to take that first step, look at it. Um, I always quote Byron Katie she's sort of the OG. She's one of the many OGs that really helped me turn my own mental health and um, professional experience around. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I started my first business when I was 23. And one of my calling cards is I have started advised either in a director or investor role um, or been brought in <laughs> to save over 38 different organizations obviously that means it didn't work, right? Like 
I'm not still doing 38 different businesses. I'm not Richard Branson yet. Um, so when I was on the struggle bus at significant intervals, um, some of these OGs really helped me. Louise Hay is another one, actually those two in particular, but I digress as I do. Uh, Byron Katie has four questions that she terms the work and I'm going to butcher this. I just like to give credit where credit's due, but with those thoughts that pop into your head, because our thoughts feel very real. (laughs) They feel like facts. It's the fun thing about beliefs. You don't even have to have someone else tell you them. They've now been programmed into your, your brain hole. And, um, yeah, they, they, they keep you from doing everything you want to do sometimes. So the first question with the work is, do I know this to be true? And again, our thoughts are often like a screaming yes. So then the next question is, do I know this to be true 100% of the time in every scenario? Not a lot's going to pass that test, right? (laughs) For the most part, nothing is true 100% of the time in every scenario. Did I just spoil that? Spoiler alert. I should have, I should have uh, prefaced with that. Once we get through, do I know this to be true? Do I know this to be 100% true 100% of the time? Who am I without this thought? It's number three. And then the fourth question is what action would I take? Oftentimes it's going to be just fucking do it. So from there, why are we afraid? And again, I'll just use this very obvious example of doing this this episode, uh, I started to think, oh, well, I should, I can go get coffee. I can go for a walk. That'll, that'll refresh me. Coffee, coffee makes me crazy going for a walk. It's amazing. I can absolutely do that at any time. So once again, (laughs) just fucking do it. Right. And so some of us, you know, understanding how you work best, understanding how you've come to expect yourself to perform. These are things that are obviously going to inform everything that you do. Now, typically I like to have everything structured out, not too organized. I don't respond well to strict (laughs) structure, but understanding where I'm going to go, what I'm going to talk about, the bullet points, um, you know, the doing a bunch of research. I was so tempted to pull out all of the studies and all of the data and all of the science. But the reality is you can find studies and data and science to back up any single thing you want to do, any opinion that you have. And at the end of the day, you are in charge of your experience. So if you want to do something, just fucking do it. And that was another great way to, to hold myself back and, and so tempting with this podcast, but that's, that's out there. Y'all should do whatever research you need to do. You should absolutely not take my word for it. And you should test all of this and be open to continual improvement in terms of what may have worked in the past might not be the solution in this moment because you're evolving and you're growing. And so for this endeavor, it is creative. It is meant to be spontaneous. I am having fun with this. And when I start trying to plan it all out and bullet point it all out and organize all of the interviews or get all of the data and science, it stops being fun. And I'm using crutches and I want to run. Was that a super cheesy analogy? Sorry. Um, and apologies if your physical body disables you from that. And that was triggering. And there's going to be a lot of triggering shit in this because that's how I roll. So Once again, you are in charge of your experience. What's in that for you? Back to getting started. If that plan is going to give you the safety and the predictability that you need, 
spend some time on it, but limit how much time you're going to spend on it. Because some of us can get uh, caught up in the organizing and the planning and spend years there. I spoke with um, a, a business duo the other day and they, you know, they were totally sucked into this idea of creating this robust business plan. Business plans absolutely have their time and place. When you are a startup, I can guarantee two years into business, your business is going to look wildly different. And unless you have the resources, whether that be time or people or finances to have someone who is an expert in that type of sort of planning, you can pull something out like the lean canvas model, which is just a one page, looks like a placemat. And it just ensures you're pointing yourself in the right direction so that you can just get started. The planning uh, substitutes for security and certainty, and there are no guarantees, my friend. <laughs> I hate to be the one to break it to you, but I'm pretty sure after the last uh, year slash life, you have learned that no matter how much you plan, no matter how much you bake in security, things can always happen. So absolutely like risk mitigation. What do you need to do to feel safe? We're going to talk a lot about that in other episodes. Um, all of that is, is helpful, but don't let it keep you from getting started. So, you know, how can you, how can you juggle the two? How can you be creating sort of a plan or a structure process, et cetera, capturing how you do things and improving on that while also actually getting the shit done. I really wanted to, <laughs> to detail out every single episode here, but, um, that was keeping me from getting started. This is something, uh, I talk about often and, you know, as you're, you're sort of stepping out something like this, it's not just a one-time thing. It is daily. It is weekly. Um, sometimes you're going to throw out what you created. Not everything that you create is genius. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's an evolutionary ongoing process. And honestly, what you did last week just might not might not apply any longer. So being open to the fact that the, the whole goal is getting started. So again, starting to scrape away those layers. What, what thoughts am I telling myself that's keeping me from getting started? What excuses am I making? Those can show up a little bit more obviously, but those sort of subtle whispers of, oh, well, it's, you know, the cleaning staff will probably finish, just hold off. It's like, well, or I can just get started and trust y'all won't mind a very off key. <laughs> Sweet child of mine. Now I'm sort of regretting that you don't get to listen and we're not all here um, in reference of this amazing staff. So my brain just jumped. I had another point that I wanted to make. Um, so after getting started, you might think that the one thing you've created is amazing and perfect. You might think it is disgusting and hideous. I encourage you rather than... <sighs> So really making a decision in that moment, commit to like a body of work, commit to a time frame. I was listening to some very successful podcasters the other day talking about when they first started, they committed to one year. Now that might feel overwhelming for some of you. The point is that getting started isn't necessarily just the first step. You kind of got to ask yourself, how will I know I've been successful upon completion? Usually until we've got some awareness around it, we're working towards someone else's definition of success. Sometimes it's completely make-believe. So we'll think, well, I want X amount of, and I'm just going to keep using this, this podcast analogy, uh, roll with me on that. 
you know, I want X amount of downloads or I want Y amount of people um, translating into sales, converting into sales. Uh, you know, whose metrics are those? Why do you want those metrics? We're going to get a lot closer to our goals. And so committing to understanding your process, I find is a lot better, a lot better, is a, is a more effective means of achieving your goals. Because what we're trying to do is learn, right? What we're trying to do is, is grow. What we're trying to do is understand how we are going to perform best in this moment to set ourselves up for success in the next moment. And usually what we're doing is, is actually trying to achieve a state of being, a feeling. And so honestly, like however many people are going to listen to this or download it or subscribe to it or whatever, um, that's generally not going to affect my day-to-day life, right? So for me, being creative, actually putting my money where my mouth is, really stepping out and being my being myself because definitely had some insecurities around how... <laughs> weird I can be. And, you know, oh gosh, I mean, if we want to talk about the inner critic and gremlins around that, like that could be a whole nother freaking episode. So what I will say is that, um, understanding how this is going to work, you know, do I need to rent out a space so that I just bash out a bunch of episodes in a day? Is it going to be more effective for me to try and commit to one or two episodes a week and just sort of incorporating that into my, you know, my morning routine? Um, knowing like, am I going to need to hire someone to edit? And is this going to be an editing process I'd like to keep doing for myself? Uh, what's that budget going to look like? So, you know, there's, there's a ton of different opportunities in just getting started and asking yourself, how will I know I've been successful for me right now? I wanted to get eight episodes done and dusted while also running my four businesses and, um, and yeah, trying to create the growth and change that I want in a variety of different places. So the point being asking yourself, how will I know I've been successful? And then really like, what is that feeling that I'm going for? So I'm actually just trying to get stuff out of my head so that I've got more clarity. I've put this off for long enough that it started to cloud into strategy and process and goals for other, other businesses, other um, endeavors that I'm working on. And it got to the point where it was like, this just has to happen. And that's how I was able to kind of get over the fact that I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about. I don't even know how long this episode's going to be. And that's okay. I also don't know what the sound quality is going to kind of be like, um, while also running my four businesses and, um, and yeah, trying to create the growth and change that I want in a variety. Once you understand what it is you're trying to achieve and your own metrics for success, hot tip. Tie in things you can control. I can't control how many listeners I'm going to get. What I can control is how many episodes I'm going to record, how often I'm going to share that on my social media platforms, how I'm going to talk about it in my newsletter. And, you know, those are things I can do. So I know if I record eight episodes, success. If I share it on social media at least twice a week on each platform, success. That's how I can really start to take back the control over the results that I'm trying to seek. And really, I think um, I was going to say stay focused, but it's more like grow that confidence and that trust to be able to keep doing because y'all, whatever fucking internet sales guru person is telling you they can help you do, you know, seven figures in seven weeks or, you know, you don't need to have presence in order to build an audience and blah, 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 whatever sales pitch you're hearing, my friend. 
these things do take time. Growth takes time. And, uh, I worked, worked in the music industry for a really long time. I worked with artists beyond just music. I worked in arts nonprofits. And what I will say is that quote unquote overnight success that you might perceive, believe me, every overnight success I've worked with put 10 years of work into the back end that no one fucking noticed, which is why it looks like an overnight success. But those bands that did get, you know, the hit single out of nowhere, it ruined their careers. That type of success that society tells you you want big numbers in whatever aspect, whether it's audience or income or property or employees or speaking opportunities, if you're not ready for those big numbers, they will crush you. And the longer you have, the longer runway you have, the better flight. Again, shitty analogy, apologies. Um, so just know <laughs> the, the Seth Godin calls it the dip. Every time you start something, it's going to be super exciting. It's going to be super fun. You might even get a few hits of activity that surprise you and make you think, oh shit, I've quote unquote made it, whatever that means to you. There will be a dip. And that's just to say that, you know, anytime we start something, it's super exciting. And then we kind of move into this like maintenance and sustainability phase before we go through another growth experience. And it's usually somewhere in that maintenance and stability phase that we freak out. And those gremlins, that inner critic, those voices really, really uh, arc up. And so how are you going to get through the dip? Again, it's tying your actions, the things you can do into your success metrics so knowing like, okay, this might not be getting the accolades or the attention or the audience or the sales that I was seeking, but I'm going to keep stepping this out. And I might try, you know, a new strategy. I might tweak something, but I'm going to stay the course. That's what I was trying to say before. And um, giving yourself a time limit is really useful. I was literally just discussing with this with my business partner. We're stepping out a new um, social media strategy for my accounting firm. And, uh, she's like, okay, let's test this. I'm willing to give this 30 days. I was like, sweetie, we need to give this six months. I mean, that's how long some of these things can take to really gain traction. I'm totally willing to look at the data after 30 days and we can test, we can test a variable in this strategy, but we're going to need, we need to either commit to this for at least six months or find something where you feel a little bit safer in doing so. Which brings me to perhaps my final point in this. How do you want to feel? Safety and security is huge for her. I, it's, this is why we're a good partnership. Um, safety and security feels super gross and boring to me. <laughs> so the more that I scare the shit out of myself and the more that I can feel that fear kind of bubbling, the more I know I need to like run straight towards that. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're very much a yin and yang situation. Uh I like to feel that edge of growth where I feel like I'm like standing on the precipice and I can act like my feet are on the edge and I'm almost making myself a little bit nauseous when I look down. Uh, I think she would, you know, happily be curled up on the couch with a blanket and a cup of coffee. Um, and, and that's okay. We can actually achieve that by working together and understanding here's, you know, I, I can give her the parameters of the strategy so that she can at least see the lane that we're staying in and 
I can work with her to build that, that safety and that security with each step. And then for me, I can look all the way at the horizon and know like, we're going to be pushing ourselves in a really fun and expansive way, knowing it's, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm actually going to cut, like, I'm going to be driving at top speed. Well, you know, she's kind of um, perhaps like laying in the co-pilot seat with the, you know, all the way reclined, like taking a nap. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, uh, I know I like to feel a little bit scared, a little bit edgy, a little bit like what the fuck is about to happen. And so in creating, you know, my goals and, and my, my stretch targets, every time my brain goes, Ooh, that's not going to happen. I know like, no, 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 this is uncomfortable because we're growing. And I can take on that feeling and that emotional state of being before taking action. And I think that's really, really crucial before we do anything, before we even get started, knowing how is it that, how am I going to know I've been successful and how is that success going to make me feel? You probably are going to have to ask why, like five to 10 different times. Why do I want and and you can start with the the obvious. You can start with the metrics. I want, you know, $300,000 in income. Why? Because that will enable me to pay my bills, you know, cover my life expenses, but also have the lifestyle that I want, also pay for my kids to go to college, also support my parents who might be might not have had the same opportunities. Um, you know, and so that number based on my expenses, based on my savings, based on my lifestyle choices and based on the impact I want to make in the world, that number makes sense. And it's like, okay, well, why do you want to be able to cover your expenses, take care of your kids, take care of your parents? Well, um, that that makes me feel like I'm creating the impact and the change in the world that I want. It makes me feel like I'm doing good. I'm taking care of people um, and I'm providing for my family. Well, why is that important? Well, providing for my family is one of my top values. It's literally why I do everything that I do. And why do you want to provide for your family? Why is that a top value? Well, ensuring that everyone that I love is safe and secure. Um, that's, that's why I do it. So, you know, then we can start to look at, okay, so how will this particular strategy, this particular project relate to the safety and security of you? Can you feel that in this moment? Can you look around and know your family is taken care of? You are taken care of. Everyone is healthy. You're, you're putting money aside. You're also you know, taking care of people who did not make those same decisions. And you take on that feeling of confidence and that feeling of impact and do good and, you know, really feel like, remember that smile on your kid's face. Remember the pat on your back that your parents gave you. And then you start. <laughs> and if you can take on that feeling before doing anything, you will always be successful. And things will change and it will look a little bit different. And as you roll it out, there will be surprises. There will be curveballs. There will be challenges, but really sort of getting back to basics and always reminding yourself that you are on the road to success. You know how success feels. You have a plan. You've tied your success metrics into what it is that you can control and do. And you're just going to take one more step. And if that step doesn't feel right, if it landed you in a place that is extremely challenging, you can take a different step. So that's how we get started. 
that is how we keep going. There's a little bonus there. And I think just a couple different, you know, Byron Katie's the work asking those four questions. Do I know this to be true? Do I know this to be true in every situation? Who am I without this thought? What action would I take without this thought? Understanding your own success metrics, not someone else's, not what you've been told matters, not what that other business or other profile or um, your friends and family are telling you you should do. How will you know you've been successful? Can you tie your metrics for success? How you'll know you've done what you wanted to do into actions you can control. Again, when somebody buys, when somebody listens, when somebody shows up, those are, those are, those are actually out of your control. So make sure that what it is you're trying to do is something that you are able to take action on, you know, every day, every week, every month, every year, whatever it might look like. Um, And then finally, what, how is that success going to make you feel? Can you step into that state of being before you even get started? And I think that's all I got. So thank you. Just fucking do it. 